family. You can't live with them, and you can't live without them. Family, I believe, is, besides the Eucharist, the most important thing in our world. It is families that show us the love of God, or show us not the love of God. We are celebrating this feast of the Holy Family, where we are given this wonderful image of what it means to be a Holy Family, of Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And we're all called in our own families to have holy families. And we're given these beautiful passages today that help us to realize what that means to be holy. And as I kind of reflect on this, I would like you just to think about your family and maybe allow this to be a little bit of an examination of conscience, just to reflect on how you have been with your family. Have you been loving with them and patient with them? So the first reading we hear from Sirach, this idea of taking care of a mother and a father. We know that in our age especially, it's become more and more difficult, especially as we have parents that are living older, and sometimes parents in nursing homes or homebound. And for myself, I've become more aware of the, the pain of watching Parents grow old. The final phrase of the first reading says, My son, take care of your father when he is old. Grieve him not as long as he shall live. And so it's a reminder to us that we are supposed to do everything that we can to take care of our parents. And even as we watch them grow older and grow weaker and perhaps even lose their minds, that we care for them. Be considerate of them, and revile them not, and be kind to your father. Kindness to a father, and I would say, and to a mother, will never be forgotten. So first off, how kind are we? How caring are we to our parents? It's interesting because the roles kind of change as you get older. You become, in some ways, a parent uh, yeah, a parent to your parents. You care for them. And then we hear in the second reading a wonderful recipe for, again, what it means to be a holy family. And we hear from St. Paul in the letter to Colossians. He says, put on as God's holy ones, beloved, heartfelt compassion. And it's interesting because he says, put it on. And by that, I, I kind of take it to mean it's not always natural to us. It's something that we have to choose. It's something that we have to put on this garment of heartfelt compassion. So think of your family members. Have you been heartfelt and compassionate to them? Compassion means to suffer with. Are you willing to suffer with and for your family? It means to show affection, to show pity, to show mercy. So to be kind and gentle with them and to treat them with that heartfelt compassion, to love them from the heart. The next uh, phrase that he uses is kindness. Are we kind to our family? 
I think um, a lot of times, especially with little kids, you know how they fight with their brothers and sisters a lot. I tell the kids usually when they come to confession, I say, try to be kind to your brother and sister because you may not like them now, but I promise you, when you grow old, you're going to love them. They're going to be your best friends. So don't do too much damage. Be kind to your brothers and sisters. And hopefully when we grow older, we become friends to each other. We become closer than we ever have, and we appreciate each other once you have a little bit of distance. But maybe there is some difficult time being kind to each other. And so are you kind to your brothers and sisters? Are you good to them? Do you act with love and benevolence? Are all your interactions with them upright and good and truthful? Is there humility? Are we willing to be humble and not proud with our brothers and sisters? Without arrogance? And it means without being mean-spirited. So is there any mean-spiritedness in our hearts for our family members? If there is mean-spiritedness that we have, that's not of God. And that's something that has to go. Our spirits need to be gentle and loving. Then he says, act in all humility. So humility means to be lowly, to place them before ourselves. It means to be courteous, to be mild. And are we like that with our siblings and our family, our parents, our children? Are we humble with them? Or are we proud and arrogant thinking we always know what's right? Perhaps maybe, just maybe, we're not always right. Then gentleness. Are we gentle with each other? There was a wise priest in my life uh, who I went to for confession early on in the seminary, and one of my favorite lines of his was after I'd get all my, my sins out, and mostly they're um, self-accusing sins, he would say, be gentle with yourself. Don't be so rough on yourself. And be gentle with each other. Don't be rough on each other. And then this tough word, the toughest word that we probably have with our families, be patient. How patient are we with our families? Parents, how patient are you with your kids? Children, how patient are you with your parents? Brothers and sisters, how patient are we with each other? Patience does mean to suffer. So are we willing to hang in there with each other to endure any wrong or any forbearance? And then he says, finally, to bear with one another. And bearing means to hold on to each other, to never let each other go to endure, and to, to be strong in your love. And this is the one that we all need. Forgiving one another if one has a grievance. So a grievance is when you have every right to be angry, when there's cause for your uh, grievance, when there is a ground for you to complain or blame, 
we are called to forgive. So even if we have all the right reasons to be upset, we are called to forgive. So think about that for a moment. Is there anyone in your family right now that you need to forgive? Life is short and precious. You never know when that life may be taken away. And then he doubles down on this and he says, as, as the Lord has forgiven you, you must also forgive. We pray that in the Our Father. So we have to realize that God has forgiven us for every last sin in our lives. And who are we not to forgive those in our family, those that we love? And so you must do all these things, St. Paul says. And above all, put on love. That is the bond of perfection. And if we live like this, he says, that the peace of Christ will control your hearts. If we live like this, we can be at peace. Finally, be thankful. So be thankful for your marriage. Be thankful for your children. Be thankful for your parents. Be thankful for your brothers and sisters. Try to think of the good things that you can be thankful for. And that transforms everything. He says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you in all wisdom and teach each other, singing psalms and hymns. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So do we do everything that we do for our families in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him? And finally, the last section of this, sometimes it's omitted because it's challenging. We hear this part, wives be subordinate to your husbands, be, wives be subordinate to your husbands, and usually the husbands are always poking their wives at that point. <laughs> But then it says, husbands, love your wives and avoid any bitterness towards them. Is there any bitterness in your marriage? If there is, it has to go. So when it says, wives, be subordinate to your husbands, it's not what we think of in our day of the word subordinate. Again, when we translate scripture right now, they're translating, translating it in a very literal way, and it oftentimes misses the deeper meaning. Subordinate, what it means from the Latin, is to place yourselves under the order of the husband. And, and it tells you what the order of the husband is in the very next sentence. The order of the husbands is for husbands to love your wives. That's the order you're placing yourself under. You're not placing yourself under an abusive, manipulative relationship. You're placing yourself under love. Can you let your husbands love you? But then it says for husbands that you have to love your wives and let go of any bitterness that you have towards them. It ends with children, obey your parents. And I think this is one of the difficult things that children have growing up. But I tell children, like, if you learn to obey your parents, and I always say, uh, unless it's going against your faith or morals, you should never do anything that is wrong if your parents are telling you to do that. Hopefully they're not. 
But if you learn to obey your parents and you do it right away, say they ask you to do something and you just do it right away immediately, first of all, it's much more peaceful in the house. There's no arguing and uh, there's no exhausting. You just do it and it's over with. But secondly, it's going to help you to be saints. Because if over and over and over in your life you've learned to obey your parents and to do it immediately, then we're much more likely when God asks us to do something to do it immediately. And if we do what God wants us to do, we will become saints. And everything is reciprocal here, so it says, fathers, don't provoke your children. You know, so each of these relationships are saying, be loving towards each other. Don't provoke your children that they may become discouraged. So having reflected on these readings, what arises in your heart? How has the love been between your family? Have, have your marriages been loving and tender and patient and kind? Has your parenting been good and not provoking to your children? Children, have you obeyed your parents? Do you love your brothers and sisters? And as our parents grow older, do we care patiently and gently with them? Now, chances are, through this whole litany, there's probably a part in each and every one of our lives and each and every one of our hearts that we know we haven't been living. We're so blessed to have this model of the Holy Family. And if you've been hurt by your family in some way or disappointed by your parents, I want you to know that the Holy Family is your family. You have Mary, this mother who loves you so much. You have Joseph, this saint of a father who loves you so much. You have Jesus who wants to be your brother, who wants to actually be one with you in the Eucharist. He wants to bring you into this Holy Family so that you can know this love. And out of this love, we can help our families to be holy, and we can have our families be the loving families that God intends.